only yeah like toilet paper is our go-to i love getting my hair cut especially when there's a scalp massage involved but uh she would say your body is a temple and you need to take care of it we have a lot of a lot of flexibility yeah where he just ate garbage how long was that a year do this i can't do this without cassie and the kids enabling me to do this i find myself encouraging myself so i'm like no you can do this don't give up (laughs) we got lots to say (laughs) i love my husband so much and my son i've definitely had multiple drinks on multiple episodes loosen up it's a podcast we're here to have fun so enjoy yourself Alrighty. Another week, another we made it. Another we made it. Super stoked. Glad to be back. Yeah. Had a couple uh, interruptions, but we're here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As healthy as we can be at the moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, what is yeah. new? What is new? What is new? I feel like it's not so much what is new... But what is continuing to go well? Okay. Right. Yeah. You know what is yeah. continuing to. I've go been well. on this. Uh, I've been on this. Reach, retry, reattempt at um, exercise. Ah yes. It's uh, it's a bit of a challenge for me. Um, I feel like I sound like I'm just making excuses. And I go over this in my head every time I actually get a workout in. I'm like, yes, I powered through whatever challenge I had today. And I actually, like, I'm sweating it out, you know? <laughs> That's really tough. It's been, tough. like, my focus lately. It's yeah. really tough to get back into exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I admire that you're doing that. Because Jordan had just texted me saying that uh, he did four days in a row mm-hmm. of, of mm-hmm. working out. And, and he said... Uh, it was the funniest conversation. I thought he was, me- pardon me. I thought he was messing with me. I don't know if he showed you this. <laughs> okay. But he's like, uh, deadlifts, then squats, then push a two hundred pound around the yard two times yesterday, then bench today. I was like, two hundred pound tire. I love tire flips. That's awesome. And he goes, no rolling pin. Tried ironing out the yard. Get after it. Go do a light squat. And I was like. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry. I thought it could have been a kettlebell or a dumbbell. And I thought he was making fun of me for not knowing it was obviously a tire flip. And then he goes, no, seriously. And he sends me a picture of one of those, like, yard, lawn, Mm -hmm. flattener things. And Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'm I'm completely disoriented right now. Like, did you do tire flips? What just happened? Or are you flattening (laughs) your yard? Anyway. Uh, Yeah, he was, he, he used the ginormous rolling pin mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on the yard yesterday and he was like it must be 200 pounds he said i can't lift it and i think his past self might be a bit disappointed because there was a time when that would have been like no problem could have like skipped around the yard with yeah. it you know what i mean well he wasn't that strong let's calm down but um uh he's he was pretty strong at one time. Come I mean, on, let's he, not forget. he still has the strength of over one man, but like he... He does, but he wants the strength of over two. It's, yeah. So. Goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's working on it. Anyway, we're, we've been trying to like um, 
pass the like primary parenting duties uh, every night or if he's working at night like in the day so that we can both manage to get at least one round of exercise in um today i went for a walk with uh somebody i made friends with here in Ooh, port hope nice yeah um and yeah we went for a walk like along the waterfront and she has a daughter about the same age as isla so it uh it's cool because we're kind of like comparing notes if you will on like what is your baby doing what's mine right and like i i'm always very uh i'm hyper aware of the baby olympics crap that happens and so i i try my best like i'm not i don't want to come across like that at all yeah. uh i'm i'm honestly curious about like how she's doing and like what stage yes and if i can be of help too because uh, she's a first-time mom and i've been through the ringer before so yeah i feel like i can bestow a little bit of of help and she's She's uh, noted a few things that have worked for her, and she's like, thank you so much for sharing these tips. And, and I was like, yeah, of course, no problem. Like, I didn't really have, aside from you guys, I feel like you guys bestowed so much knowledge on us and, and like, products and recommendations and, and hand-me-downs and all kinds of stuff. I feel like without you guys, we wouldn't have had that same uh we wouldn't have gotten through oh yeah that's not true so thank you but um but yeah i i feel like if you don't know anybody who's had kids before you um it can be pretty overwhelming yeah i don't know how people get through it i mean thank god there's a billion books out there and i mean everyone's at least got their parents or their you know right. what I mean? Their aunts yeah. and uncles and stuff. But yeah, it's, it's, and I think the tricky part is too, like you talk about the, the Olympic piece, which I think is really funny because <sighs> one, one, one thing that I've learned is that every, every kid, every kid that's born is pretty well in like the upper percentiles of, mm-hmm. of the charts and then they start mm-hmm. to level out and stuff. So, but every kid de- develops at their own pace and at the end of the day, they're all doing just fine. Um, Right. At the end of the day, they're all going to eventually crawl and or walk and or scoot and or yeah. roll over mm-hmm. and or do all the things that they're supposed to do because we all get to this part of life somehow. Um, and none of us are still shitting in diapers crawling around on the floor. Yeah. I mean, right? unless it's a really good <laughs> night. But uh, <laughs> Yes. The thing- no alcohol or substance involved. I think it's I think it's a it's an interesting thing you've been able to find someone who's receptive to uh, and I wouldn't call it advice cuz I think most of the time we don't give unsolicited advice when when a a fellow parent is discussing parenting. Yeah. You're like, you're you're not speaking about your experience to one up them or demonstrate how you do better than they do. You're yeah. you're you're speaking about your experiences from their similar point of view to demonstrate that you understand what they're talking about. You're, you're yeah, trying to relate yeah. to them. And I think a lot of, I mean, I won't say a lot of people, sometimes it's difficult to see that for what it is. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's good that you've, you found someone who does see that for what it is. You're not, you're not competing. You're just sharing. Yeah. Yeah. And hope, I mean, this is just me on my end. I, I hope that she has received that. <laughs> 
This yeah. as well, right? It's I just, she continues to agree to go on walks with me, so I'm assuming all is well. What was the? Uh, <laughs> but what were the name of the uh, the couple that that uh, Chandler and Monica met on their flight back from their honeymoon? Oh god, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, but I. That's like the. I'm so bad. The at quintessential kind of, like, example things. of you yeah. believing one. You have a one very different understanding of the relationship compared to the other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, hopefully, hopefully, we're both taking it the same way, but uh, <laughs> we'll see if we stay. I'm I'm hoping we stay friends long term. And uh, it's funny because it's like the first time I've been in like a new relationship, whether it be friendship or or whatever, in a long time. Mm-hmm. How do you do <laughs> so, this? yeah i feel like we met on uh tinder for moms it's called peanut it's an app have i mentioned i'm not sure and i was gonna ask you if you if you met online we met online does jordan know you're online dating yes yes i had i confessed to him i was like (laughs) so i met a friend i met someone online like I brought it up like this to to make it sound like it's, schmoozy. It's really funny though because yeah. in the last two years, it's been really hard to meet people not digitally for any reason. And yeah, yeah, for so, anything so, because everything has been online. Yeah, yeah, everything's everyone's been like shut up down in their homes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, it's good. I'm glad. So yeah. peanut. But sorry, before we before we veer too far away, I wanted to second what you said. Um, I feel like I often, in conversation, will try and relate to somebody's point by using my own experience as an example, and it dawned on me that that might come across as, like, I'm just talking about myself all the yeah, time. Yeah, you're turning it back around on you, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, how do I get away from this but still enforce the point? Because I feel like using your experience as an example is... Uh, your version of not you the royal you right. but like your own version of uh your point being valid or the the only proof perhaps that you can offer for the point in the conversation um yeah you're you're relating to and, them yeah you're, you're, yeah you're Ho- seconding hopefully. what they've said yeah right hopefully um but i realize that it can come across as somebody just talking about themselves all the time and it's like okay oops <laughs> if that's what i've been doing um i, I think there's some yeah, i i don't know how else to have conversation i don't think either so if anybody know <laughs> knows <laughs> or has pro tips um yeah i'd greatly appreciate them because i have no i have no social skills I, I i actually looked into this a while back and and i'd have to dig up yeah. some notes if i if i still have them um, sure. But there's a uh, there's this website called the Art of Manliness, and uh, it's 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 actually quite interesting, and it's all stuff that it sounds stupid and kitschy on the face of it, but you dig into it, and it's a lot of really cool, helpful stuff, and is really important uh, when you consider that we live in a society where there are fewer and fewer fathers in households. There are fewer and fewer role models for young men in the world. So it's a great right. okay. it's a great resource for people that don't have a, a good role model. Okay. Um, Sidebar, um, I, I listened to a podcast recently uh, and and two 
it was it's hosted by a woman and her guest was was a young woman as well and they were talking about this how uh the the host of the podcast feels like there's not a a lot of positive male figures in young men's lives and the traditional standards we'll say quote unquote air quotes uh standards for men provided a script if you will for how to behave Mm -hmm. in life and what was expected of them and those roles are changing and now a lot of men find themselves i think confused about what is expected of them in society and what is expected of them from their relationships uh and i don't mean this to like scapegoat anybody or whatever uh i just like recognize that the structures that used to exist are crumbling like yeah aren't aren't there Mm -hmm. and what is there to replace it um has not yet been built if you will so it's like yeah we're in this limbo place where it's like okay don't do that but then what do you do instead and so i think sorry is that what you're going to lead into uh, well this is what provides this it it, it does provide that and and thankfully too i mean this is a very old website it's probably 10 to 15 years old and it's been it's it's an active website Uh, but it was before like uh the dawn of social media as we know it so like tiktok and youtube have um and instagram have made it possible for other people to start pages like this about you know basic basic things that dads normally show their sons and daughters um what to do how to behave how to act skills that shaving how to tie tie all this kind of stuff um very simple things that that a young man or a young woman might feel lost without having the right the right role model in their lives anyway uh, one of the things i read in the art of manliness was um how to avoid becoming a conversational narcissist so I'm okay. I'm obviously a very outgoing, uh, very outgoing and social person. So I like to talk, and I like to talk with people. It's one mm-hmm. of the primary reasons why I love doing this podcast so much. Um, mm-hmm. But I was always like you, always concerned that hey, am I uh, am I taking over too much? Am I doing the right things? Am I doing the wrong things? So I was kind of just digging into that a bit. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the easiest ways to to I mean you you'll know. You're already not a narcissist, so you're probably not being a conversational narcissist where you're always bringing it back to you. There's this mm. there's this great guy on TikTok. I'll see if I can find one that we can link to. But he's got these pages where he's these videos are he's always like one upping people at the dinner table in conversation. Okay. Okay. And uh, most people most people we know don't do that. Most people we know aren't conversational narcissists. Um, mm-hmm. But a really interesting way that you can relate to someone by sharing your own experience and ensuring that you're still actively listening to them, which is usually mm-hmm. demonstrated by a readback, is you share your experience and say, was it kind of like that? Or was that kind of a similar mm-hmm. thing? And just bring it back to them and, and ask them to to weigh in on your experience so that it gives them the opportunity again to to bring it back to them as as they started the conversation or, or whatever mm-hmm. but it's a pretty mm-hmm. pretty easy way to if you're if you're feeling like you're relating too much that way just throw throw mm-hmm. it back to them and 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 get their feedback on it so right and that's an easy cue as well uh to encourage them to because that's like what conversation is 
you're each sharing information. Exactly. Or a story or whatever it might be. Um, and so, yeah, that's a, that's a great way to, like you said, bring it back to them so that they can provide their input and, like, agree or disagree or whatever it might be. Um, yeah. Or, or at least... And because everything comes from our own perspective, our own lens, our own experience and approach. And that's why mm-hmm. it's so easy to bring it back to something you know and experience. Because that's the only way mm-hmm. you have to relate to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But by relating to them that way and then asking for their feedback on it helps you better understand them and better understand the point that they were trying to make. So I think it's it, it lends itself to better conversation and a better understanding of the person with whom you're you're talking Love it. Yeah. Love it. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. And we're done. <laughs> Genzo. Signing off. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, the art of manliness. I feel like I'm going to write this down now. I've got it. I've got it. I'm going to give it to... We got a new... Oh, for the notes. We got a new social media assistant. Uh, she's doing fantastic yeah. work. She's uh, She's in-house. Yeah, yeah. She gets... As they say. Yeah, she gets paid peanuts. Doing it off the uh, sweat of her brow. <laughs> From the goodness of her heart. Mm-hmm. She really wants us to get rich. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. No no pressure. No pressure. We'll, we're working on mm-hmm. it, but no pressure. Yeah. Um, okay, so speaking of writing things down. Sorry, I like... I was trying to... Um, the word have a smooth transition into this topic segway we're here now segway thank you hey segway is also that the paul blart mall cop thing yeah 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 but they're spelled differently why did they call that segway um probably because it takes you from one place to another like a segway does it segways you well they i don't know they could have called so many things. Like, it could have, well, I mean, spelled differently. What are the what are the two spellings? So S E G W A Y. That's the that is the mode of transportation. Okay. It's called the Segway. I want to know if it'll tell you why. Why is it called a Segway? The word Segway is remarkably close to the word Segway, spelled S E G U E, which means smooth transition from one thing to another. Mm. Yeah. Wow. God, I'm on fire tonight. Bonus round. <laughs> ding ding ding. <laughs> um, okay, so I I had this it was a shower one of those showered thoughts. Um did you ever visit the website slash app called Text from Last Night? I think I have before. A long, long time ago. Long, long ago. I also remember like my first this is probably my first introduction to like Twitter and memes was uh, FML. Do you remember What's that FML? Fuck My Life website? No. Oh my god. Do tell. Okay, you first, and then I'm gonna pull up some some classics. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, text from last night, pretty much uh, self-explanatory. I think uh, it's people sharing screenshots of conversations they've had with their drunk friends from the night before, essentially. Um, so you, you can imagine that in uh, a state of sobriety that you might be a little bit shocked or uh, find it funny what has transpired in a text from the night before. So actually, just like you, um, 
I'm gonna pull some up because I don't know if it's even still a thing. Uh, but this is something Jordan and I used to do after a night out on the town. <laughs> um, That's what you did after a night out on the town? God. The, the two, well, like the morning after because we would just be hungover and uh, scrolling our phones I see what or you whatever. Mean. I see what you mean. And then uh, be like, hey, let's laugh at something. So we were either watching Jersey Shore or scrolling text from last week. <laughs> <laughs> or both. Um, there's so many. Oh, these are like all new because it's the new style of, of, of texting. Do you remember when the iPhone was like that blue background? With like the green and the gray text boxes? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this one, for example, who the hell tries to steal eggnog? <laughs> Imagine waking up to that, just being like, uh, what? Um, we still on for man hormone. <laughs> <laughs> what the f- is there context uh, of that, or is that it? Nope, that's it. <coughs> man hormone Monday. I try. One of my personal rules is I try not to agree to any plans while I'm drinking. I, wait, say that again. Like if I'm, if I'm drinking, I'm usually in a good mood. Yeah. yeah. And people are like, oh, we should do this. And I'm like, oh yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, don't do that. Just right. wait okay. till you're sober. Listen. Don't say no when you're sad. <laughs> don't say yes when you're happy. Just mm-hmm. wait till you're neutral and you can process it properly. Yes. Uh, being inebriated is not a good time for that. Anyways, this is, uh, there's so many inappropriate ones. I won't even, I won't even begin to read them. Um, oh, here's one. Shame is for Republicans. (laughs) Shame is for Republicans. There's, uh, do you remember the overheard at? Overheard at, no. It would be like overheard at the, the Queens campus or whatever, overheard at Pembroke Mall. And, and oh, it was people no. just. But that sounds juicy. Pe- Let me see if I can. <laughs> all, all the goss, the hot goss. So it's a hashtag. No, it's just a. Uh, oh, I guess they're like Facebook pages now. They got Instagram. Um, of course, yeah, they've upgraded. So this one is overheard at Queens. It's just a page. Okay. Congratulations, to everyone graduating. It's only downhill from here. You start to get old and boring. Going up becomes a chore. So sad. Hangovers turn into two day affairs. Everyone starts getting married and having children. Morning coffee is the only bright spot in a dim world. Enjoy. <laughs> Overheard at <laughs> oh Queens. Goodness. Why'd you drop out of college? I couldn't find parking. That doesn't make sense. That's. That seems like that person has larger issues at play. Petition to start parties at 7 30 this year so I can be in bed by 10 45. Nice, yeah. yeah. That's that's good thinking. There's right? there's also it's the the web page is called F My Life. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. yeah. So circle back. You were this is share. this yes. goes way back. I just clicked random, and this one's from 2012. Ooh. Today after is that vintage? Oh, it's it's got to be. Well, that's what ten years. Yeah. I don't know what the anyway. Today after this is from Paris, France. Today after my mm-hmm. shift at the police station, I went on a date with a girl I recently met. We had a great date, that is, until I opened the car door for her and out of habit pushed down on her head as she got in. FML. <laughs> oh, no. and, then, and, then, and then people write, they, they vote, they, it says, I agree your life sucks or you deserved it. Mm. 
Yeah. There's a, there's a couple categories. Did a lot of people say you deserved it? Uh, the, oh, hang on. That one was 41,000, I agree, 12,000, you deserved it. Ooh. Which, I mean, this one's from 2009, the United States. Uh, today I went to babysit. I was told the parents would be gone when I arrived. I went and started playing with the kids. All of a sudden, I heard a scream. I opened the parents' door with a knife in hand to find them having sex. I got paid so adults could get laid while I was there, six feet away. FML. Six feet apart. Today, I went to my girlfriend's, and she was wearing some sexy lingerie. After making out passionately for ten minutes, I started to undress myself, only to have her stop me, confess that she still wasn't sexually attracted to me. Hmm. That that sucks. I'm confused. I'm confused. I'm confused for him. Yeah. There's anyway. That's that's just like that was a little. little, It was probably uh, my first sample. My first dip into the waters of social media. To be honest, is people sharing their experiences and and their frustrations. Anyway. And it's fair. It's anonymous, right? So. Yep. It's not like uh, you're just putting it out there, if you will. Anyways, I had this, like, thought. I was like, hmm, does anybody remember this? Is this still a thing? Do people still use it? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, probably not. It's, it's, like you said, people have, like, Instagram accounts now, and they've they've moved on to other platforms to share this sort of thing. And I feel like <laughs> like things like the overheard at stuff are, are yeah. very, like, probably only pertinent to the people there. So, like, overheard at Queens mm. or overheard at the at the mall overheard at giant mm-hmm. tiger people who work there or whatever and want some entertainment that's relevant to them to them yeah but, that they can once you move on you probably just purge your accounts of that kind of stuff right you're ready you're ready to let it all go ready to move on yeah uh speaking of everybody having instagram accounts do you think so i've noticed uh, some people creating instagram accounts for their children Oof. and making them private i think so that they can share pictures of their kids. I don't know why. I'm assuming it's so that they can share pictures of their kids and have it be uh, a private account in the event that maybe their account isn't private, but then also maybe um, like you can just post about your kid and only the people you want to share it with get to see it. Yeah, kind of. We have Do you know we have an album called, or we have an app called uh, My Family Album. So oh, okay. we can sh- like Cassie does this. Similar? Yeah, I, it's an app yeah. that everyone has to download, and they get access to the album, and she posts pictures oh. all the time there. So so family and friends can see uh, the kids. See the kids. Um, <clears throat> Sorry, is that a free app yep. that everybody shares? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You just have to like create an account yeah i guess and oh. and then you just okay. you grant permissions for people to to see or whatever i guess um, i see i see but the instagram one's pretty interesting because it could it could also be uh it could also be used as sort of like a time capsule right for when the yeah, kids are older true. and I, i've mm-hmm. also heard of people creating email accounts for their children and writing mm-hmm. them emails about the things they've done and the milestones and and funny stories sad stories achievements failures pictures whatever and then mm-hmm. and then when the kid turns 18 they get the account information they can go in and right. and and read through all this stuff and, and see everything there's a whole database which if i'm honest stuff on like you'd have to have a very special relationship with your child for your child to want to go do that um 
sifting through yeah. 18 years of fucking gmails i don't think that's happening <laughs> <laughs> yes no that's true um but maybe that's like the new like you said kind of time capsule the modern day time capsule if you will yeah um but i was thinking f- further to that point um will instagram even be a thing when our kids are older oh, probably not in the way that like facebook has sort of gone in and out of favor um twitter having just been taken over by elon musk is gonna maybe change um instagram like what the future holds for these platforms who knows um it's it and it's I, important to note yes, that sir. facebook owns instagram yes yeah so the metaverse <clears throat> the metaverse actually that's a yes. really great point like mm-hmm. it's going to be the metaverse Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to put on glasses and log into the internet and use use your, your gloves on your hands like Ready Player One and fucking right. stream the internet and walk into polls and shit like that because you're not watching where you're going. <laughs> yeah, accidental. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine, like, accidentally running into something virtually. Like, that would just feel like such a fail. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you'd be walking down the real street checking oh, your see. email or whatever. And, yeah, you'd break your... $1,200 glasses because you mm. needed to like a page on Instagram or whatever yes. it's called. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had a thought, but it's gone now. She gone. Yeah. It was, it was about this whole Insta, Insta thing. Um, I don't know. Maybe it'll come back. It could. Um, the, so Elon Musk bought Twitter. He bought Twitter. Forty-four billion dollars. Oh, my thought. Okay, it's back. I was listening to <laughs> I was listening to a podcast today, and he was talking about how, like, he foresees the future of social media kind of being given the same warnings as like cigarettes are today. Oh yeah. So like back in the day, cigarettes were fine. They were People used to smoke in hospitals and restaurants, and it was, like, no biggie. The good old days. And <laughs> the good old days. Uh, and then, obviously, we discovered that smoking kills. And uh, It's not been proven, I, but whatever. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Hearsay. Uh, and, and he foresees social media having the same type of warnings. Yeah, like... Can cause severe depression or addiction. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, you know all kinds of stuff that we don't know of yet, probably. Uh, but he's like, yeah, I foresee like when our kids are grown up that that'll be you know a no brainer, if you will, the same way. You know, we know that cigarettes aren't good for you. They will be like, yeah, duh, social media is not good for you, and by like if that is the case like if that's what ends up happening um he figures social media will like not even be a popular thing anymore it'll be you know something else but i feel what that is who knows i feel like we i mean the evolution of social media from my uninformed point of view well, we know life before it, social media. But also, right? like, seeing where social media started and where it is now. Yes. Like, right, yeah. like, Facebook was 
just talking about what you were doing and you were poking people and shit like that. And and now <laughs> now social media has marketplaces and stores can sell stuff on Instagram and mm-hmm. everything's can like you can do everything from social media. Um, mm-hmm. and, and all mm-hmm. the accounts are are connected and um, so yeah, I don't know that it'll be. I think what social media may become is less of a um, pastime and form of entertainment and more of a tool. That, that society uses for commerce or communication or whatever. Like Twitter is okay. Twitter is very good for communication. Um, Instagram was a photo sharing app, mm-hmm. um, but now you can now they claim it's a video sharing app. Yeah, that it's no longer photo because they're trying to compete with TikTok, which is one of my favorite social media apps ever made. Yeah, I don't know. I think, you know, we might have mentioned it once or twice on the podcast. Just a few times. Before. Yeah. We yeah. should honestly get yeah. some fucking, some kickback from TikTok. We've mentioned <laughs> so many times. Yeah, but uh, are we the only ones? Well, I'm sure, like, our 18 listeners are downloading more TikToks as we speak, so. Hopefully. Yeah, we'll see. We can only hope, yeah. right? Yeah. That's the bomb. But yeah, so circling back to your <laughs> earlier point, uh, yeah. Elon Musk. Yes, 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 yes. What were you going to say about him? Oh, so, yeah, sorry. He just purchased um, the Twitter uh, for $44 billion. Um, do you know? I don't know much about it. Do you know anything about it and also uh, what his plans are? So I know a little bit. <clears throat> so my understanding is, is he uh, became, uh, I don't know if it was majority shareholder, but he was buying up lots of stock. Okay. Um, and then uh, I don't know if it was going to be a hostile takeover or whatever. I don't know. He oh, he bought enough stock to be on the board. Maybe it was the the, okay. the board of chairs or uh, board of governors or whatever. The yes, you know what I'm talking about when I say board. Board of directors, Some, the chair and the board. Yeah, of directors. yeah, that sounds that yeah. sounds right. Um, yeah. And then he offered them forty five billion dollars. Okay. It was valued at like. 55 something a, a share he wanted to buy the company outright and oh. and twitter said no and twitter was thinking about uh executing this plan called a a poison pill i just want to i just want to google the definition here really quickly to make sure i don't i did hear briefly about this um i i don't know what it is so it's a it's a defensive tactic used by okay. a company to prevent or discourage attempts of a hostile takeover by an acquirer. So he would be an acquirer, Elon yes. Musk, because he became majority shareholder. Potential targets use this tactic in order to make them look less attractive to the potential acquirer. Hmm. But he probably saw right through that. So poison pills allow existing shareholders the right to purchase additional shares at a discount, effectively diluting the ownership interest of a new hostile party. So in this case, Twitter saw Elon Musk as a hostile party. And I don't think it, I don't know the nuances and I certainly don't know enough about business or economics, but I feel like a hostile takeover is not an outright purchase. Um, it's, it's where you buy enough stock to start making the decisions of a company that you don't own. Okay. Uh, I don't know if that's accurate in the least. If anyone has a better understanding, please let us know. 
Uh, I, I wasn't great at <laughs> economics. I feel like anytime numbers came into play, I was like, whoop, checked out. But Elon Musk wanted to buy the company because he wanted to make changes. So he's purchased the company now. Yes. When, when they tried this poison pill defense, it was purely so that uh, it looked bad to him from a purchasing point of view, but he didn't care because he wanted to buy the company outright. So Regardless of what it yeah, means. So he bought it for $44 billion, which is absolutely insane, and he's, yeah. he's privatizing it. So he, he owns it all. Uh, yes. And I, I imagine he's going, he wants to make, for example, he wants to make the algorithm open source. Meaning. So there's the algorithm that social media uses to uh, boost or nerf um, mm. certain accounts or to shadow ban or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. That will become open source so people can see the algorithm. People can understand how the algorithm works. Like, you know, as, as, a, as, a, okay. as an owner of a social media page, you start mm-hmm. to pay attention to how the algorithm affects your page. And you're saying, hey, mm-hmm. can you like this instead of sharing it? Can you do this and then this? And, or, and that'll help boost my, it'll get my, my exposure out there. Well, um, mm-hmm. he, he will be sharing the algorithm so that people understand how the company is um, promoting or demoting twi- Twitter's tweets right. so that, uh, so that, Tweeties. So that people understand what's going on. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know if he's going to do any uh, any clearing in-house, getting rid of certain employees, hiring others or, or whatever. But uh, I see, like in the background wor- uh, works of... Yeah, but by, by it. privatizing right. it, he doesn't need... <clears throat> when, a, when a company is... Sorry, isn't Twitter already considered privatized because you have to have an account? Or no, is that no, unrelated? so it's unrelated. Um, okay. So it is a publicly shared company right now, which okay. means like on the stock market. exactly. So uh, you okay, can okay, purchase okay. stock in yeah Twitter. Um, he's taking it away. So in in a company that's publicly shared, uh, there are shareholders, uh, and there's a board of of directors. There's a board of governors or whatever it is. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you as a as the CEO of a company. Um, should be managing your company so that your shareholders gain the services that they want. Mm-hmm. They're paying for mm-hmm. it. They're 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 helping keeping you up. Um, Invest. Yeah, and they're 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 yeah. making a bit of money too. Um, but whenever you want to make changes, you have to now appease two groups of people. You have right. to appease your shareholders, because if they don't mm-hmm. like what you're doing, they're going to sell their stocks. Um, you also have to appease your board of governors because they're going to be trying to direct you in a certain manner, uh, mm-hmm. and that they're going to they could like there was um, I can't remember was it Steve Jobs, I don't know who it was, uh, wanted to do things in their company but they couldn't because they were being outvoted by their mm-hmm. board. Um, right. But if Elon Musk, I think that happens a fair oh, bit. Of course, yeah. and and that's the point of the hostile takeover is you can buy enough stocks that you become a a majority shareholder and you sit at the board and you have a say in what actually happens. Decision-making yeah. power. And when you own yeah. a stock in a company, you get information sent to you from that company about uh, their their meetings, when they vote, what their direction is, what their, their reports are, what their, uh, you know, their perspective is, their prospectus is for the future, that kind of thing. Um, Acquisitions, yeah. things like that. And you have voting yeah. rights, but you don't necessarily sit at the board. Um, mm-hmm. So Elon Musk, if he privatizes it, he will he will manage the company the way he sees fit. 
He will make the changes that he wants to make. Um, he will implement the, the direction of the company that he wants to implement, and he will have to answer mm-hmm. to no one because he Sweet. fucking owns it. He owns right. all so, of Twitter. So is it like going from a democracy to a... Word. A, a dictatorship or autocracy or yeah autocracy. i think a lot of people are seeing it that way um i've 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 heard uh and i've read some tweets about people who are concerned uh, about what this may mean um for him to own such an influential platform uh mm-hmm. a lot like when trump was elected a lot of people think he's going to he's going to turn it into a place where um free speech will end up harming people i see um, okay. i don't i don't share those concerns uh i don't mm-hmm. think the changes that he'll make for example i don't think anyone's going to be banned on twitter anymore i don't for example donald trump is hang on is, hang on hang on no one th- like do you think there's going to be like no rules like it'll be anarchy n- no i think uh, Okay. I, I don't know how that's going to work. That's a good point. Um, There's still going to be rules. There, there will still follow. be community guidelines that people have to follow. Yeah. But, for yeah. example, Donald Trump was banned from Twitter. Yes. But he's... and I Will he be back? Will he be back? I don't know. But why was he banned in the first place? Did he say anything racist? Did he say anything that, that constituted hate speech? I haven't read all his tweets. In fact, I haven't read any of them. So I don't, I don't know, think I have. but as I don't know. the leader of the free world, I don't think he did. Right. Uh, so him being banned, and I think the problem with Twitter as it stands is, uh, and this is getting a little bit into the political realm, and I'm not sure. Um, it is a is it's a gr- it's a huge source of political information. Well, and I feel like. Because it is such a, a huge platform for communication yeah. and so the, sharing the po- news. The point of view I'm about to share is, is not mine. Mm-hmm. It's a point of okay. view, and it's a reason why people are afraid of Elon Musk taking over. Okay. Uh, so Twitter is a very left-leaning organization. Okay. It, it favors, in the States, for example, Democrats over Republicans. There okay. are documentation, uh, there's documents... You know, showing that they were, uh, you know, Republicans were being targeted for, uh, I can't remember what it was. Um, uh, that's irrelevant. Scratch that point. Um, one of the pieces of information I've learned is that uh, of the people that work at Twitter who donated to political campaigns, 98.7 of them were to Democratic political activities. Okay. So it's fair to say that. Twitter is a left-leaning organization. Is it is a supportive of the Democrats? Uh, yeah, exactly. Mainly, yeah. So uh, they they view uh, they view people like Donald Trump and Republicans and people who are uh, you know of a different mindset as different political. Yeah, as as not welcome on the platform, so they get banned. Okay. So I think when Elon Musk okay. purchases Twitter and makes these reforms, I think people won't be banned for political ideologies. I mean, barring okay. things that are outside the outrageous, like, you know, alt-right and, you know, Nazis and stuff yeah. like that. Like that. Like uh, like human rights. Yeah, that should go without saying. Things. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think Elon Musk owning Twitter is going to be a problem for Twitter. Um, I think 
to be honest, I mean, he's uh, none of his endeavors have failed. He mm-hmm. he wouldn't purchase this company if he didn't think he could either make it better uh, or at least make it continue to be good, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and so there could be options to edit tweets. There could be options to uh, stack tweets like you see in Reddit where people can respond and, and it's, a, it's a more clear conversation. Um, it becomes a more clear yeah. chain the, of... of yeah. yeah, the editing piece it could be interesting because it'll allow people to... Um, Instead of you finding a tweet, take back what they said. Yeah, uh, or fourteen years yeah, ago. Yeah, like it, it's so. I, I actually see this as a good thing. We'll see. I'm personally a huge fan of Elon Musk, and and for Democrats uh, in the states who are afraid of Elon Musk, they they keep calling him a Republican. Um, I don't think he is. He's donated mm-hmm. to both parties in the past. Like he mm-hmm. donated to, to Clinton's campaign, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, it's uh, he's 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 a businessman through and through and if people are concerned about um privatizing or rather very rich people because uh, that's another point of view is you know a lot of people get concerned about rich people owning things and having control over things but it's only when they disagree with those rich people when mm. no one's complaining about jeff bezos owning the washington post since 2013 mm. i mean no one said a word about it I mean, he's he's like the richest man in the world yeah but anyway, actually, I think Elon Musk technically out. They they were they were both like number one and two competing. Oh really? And then Elon Musk sold a pile of of real estate and then became the richest man in the world. Yeah, last year, last year. Let's see here. I can't remember now. Elon Musk. Yeah. Yeah. Is the richest person in the world but with a net worth of two hundred seventy three billion? Yeah. Jeff Bezos. What a loser. Only estimated net worth of one hundred eighty eight billion. I guess the confusion wow. too comes with with Amazon because Amazon was uh, worth it hit that one trillion dollar mark at some point. Whoa! Yeah, which is an insane amount. That's many monies. Wow. What would what could you do with that? Eh? Solve world hunger. So, you know, I must try to do that. I heard something about this, and he got huge pushback, and I was like, "Wait, what?" Well. <laughs> The World Health Organization tweeted it would only take six billion dollars to solve world hunger. Something of that name, something of that mm-hmm. nature. He actually liquidated, uh, or was prepared to liquidate enough stock to give the World Health Organization that money if they could demonstrate mm-hmm. on paper with real numbers how they mm-hmm. would solve the problem. Mm-hmm. Did Elon Musk actually solve world hunger? Well, no. He was busy acquiring Twitter. But yeah, so I I don't know how I feel about him because part of me thinks that he's too smart, which I think sounds like, you know, coming from somebody who is, I don't have a, that great of an IQ, like I'm average, you know, average intelligence. Uh, he's obviously highly intelligent, highly functioning. Um, understands things very acutely. He has like designed and developed uh, and engineered electric vehicles and all kinds of stuff. So like his his comprehension of everyday things and beyond is extreme, right? Um, so obviously he has a plan with Twitter. I don't think, like you said, you know, he wouldn't be doing this if he 
didn't have something relevant to contribute. Uh, what that is, I don't know. Do I think he's a threat? No. Um, but it is a little bit nerve-wracking for people, I think, because he because he is so intelligent. And so he's going to have it function on a level that, I don't want to say suits him, but perhaps that's the concern. I think what is important... Like, it's going to function to his level as opposed to a level where, like, the average Joe, who's, like, yelling tweets out left, right, and center, is uh, able to participate. And, and like, maybe that's threatening to people. I, I don't th- um, I don't think that's what's going to happen. <clears throat> oh, no, but, uh, you know, I can see how someone might think that. It, I mean, because he's so smart and he's a business he's a businessman... There's yeah. no way he's going to buy a company and then turn it around and dilute all of the, its worth. Yeah, yeah, like you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and it's it's important to know too that he's a smart man, but he doesn't know everything. But what he does mm-hmm. do is he learns very fast, and he surrounds himself right. with. The, so he's like the visionary. He sees mm-hmm. he sees where it can go. He sees what it can do, and then he hires mm-hmm. the best people to solve the problems that he's creating by implementing his vision. Mm-hmm. So that's why mm-hmm. all of his companies have been so successful. And he challenges these people in very demanding ways uh, yeah. to, to fit the mold that he's trying to create. Um, so I, I imagine, uh, I mean, it'll be very similar in Twitter. He will he yes. will find the right people to bring his vision to life. Um, right. But he's going to be doing it in a way that makes it accessible. I mean, let's let's think about Elon Musk's ethos. He wants to bring people to Mars. He is right. actually yeah. legitimately concerned for humanity. Mm-hmm. Everything that he's done, everything that he's produced has been designed to improve people's lives. And to create like um, the like what's the opposite of extinction? Genesis? Yeah, sure. The genesis of humanity. Creation? Yeah. Oh, like the expansion. Yeah, like he doesn't want humans to be extinct. And, you know, if we look at history, there's all these great civilizations that have crumbled. Mm -hmm. Um, For some some of them, reasons we don't know or don't understand or haven't discovered yet. And I feel like maybe he sees... He wants to see, like, humanity be eternal. Yeah. And so this is sort of him trying to... They say, like, be the change that you want to see. Yeah, yeah. To see, and I think that he does try to embody that. Um, as much as people might not understand. And I say, like, people like the, you know, the royal you. Same sort of thing. I know there's... He has so many supporters. Um, and with being such a prominent figure in the world and now kind of, you know, having his hand in all these baskets, he is going to garner some uh, negativity, yeah. dislike, uh, jealousy, people who don't understand him, that sort of thing. So. You know, with, it's the, the yin and yang of, of the whole situation and of him being such a huge 
uh, a, a factor of change like yeah for sure reason for change yeah so yeah it's and it's difficult too because sometimes people are jealous or threatened and then they decide like you know or they're i don't like him taking yeah down, like right? but, but yeah. literally there's no company that he's created that hasn't been for the benefit of people mm-hmm. tesla brought astronauts to the international space station mm-hmm. uh sorry spacex tesla mm-hmm. is creating the 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 most efficient and effective electronic vehicles on the planet mm-hmm. um paypal by everyone, a huge huge by leaps and bounds yeah, it's the it's it's yeah, not competitive better. yeah um yeah and it's yeah and uh, you know, PayPal, everyone uses PayPal, Solar City. I mean, everything. Mm-hmm. And and so I can only see him. Do you bar- know what I think of? Sorry. Sorry, I interrupted. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I can only use that as evidence to fuel my belief that he is going to make Twitter a force for good or at mm-hmm. least turn it into something that is is less politically driven and more, um, mm-hmm. more user-friendly for regular people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, here's hoping. Yeah. We'll see. We will see. Maybe we'll be eating our words, but yeah, we can we can circle back, you know, in six months to a year and just like chat again about it too. Um. No, I was gonna say he's got um, I think seven kids now. Holy shit! And like, th- uh, f- sorry, five from his first wife, and then he was he recently had two kids with a. Musician. Her name is Grimes. Right. Grimes. Grimes. Um. Anyway, and uh, I wonder what kind of life those kids will grow up to have. I think about this sometimes, just because I have kids of my own, and it's like, okay, well, like every kid thinks their parent is the coolest shit in the world, and what are their kids gonna? what are his kids going to grow up to to think i wonder just be like oh yeah dad's dad's my dad (laughs) and then no he's actually the richest man in the world and he owns twitter and all you know all of these things like what is that like i wonder that's probably going to be more difficult than than beneficial i think because he's also like he's a really unique individual um Mm -hmm. he's very like like he's a workaholic he's not healthy he he puts on a lot of weight. He takes off a lot of weight. He mm-hmm. he's dedicated to his to his goals, um, right. and I actually have no insight into his his um, work life balance. But I imagine, mm-hmm. in in most instances, work would probably be on the forefront of his mind in in mm-hmm. in a lot of his interactions. I mean, he's managing so many things. Yeah, where do you find the time? Where do you find the time to have a relationship? Like, I a, feel like I can barely manage the two kids that I have on a daily basis. Like I can't imagine. The one thing I'll say that makes it easier is he's not plagued by the things that stop us from being able to manage those kinds of things. Mm, We mm -hmm. have, and this is hearsay. I have no, no clue if this is true, but like he's probably not bogged down by uh, overwhelming guilt or anxiety about, you know, one of the things that I struggle with, for example, is if, if I have to go to work or if, yeah, you know, I, I just hate taking away from my family outside of the regular mm. work schedule. Um, mm-hmm. And then when I am home, I hate doing things for myself because I feel like I should be spending time with my kids. 
They killed the kind. Yeah. So, and I think he's just better at managing those kinds of emotions and understanding. And he's a very rational person that way. Um, mm-hmm. So it's probably helpful, but uh, who knows? Hey, Elon, if you if you want to weigh in, please <laughs> throw us a couple mil. Uh, that's just our regular booking fee. Tweet. Uh, just a tweet. Yeah. Just a tweet. <laughs> we'll even. we'll have a chat. You know, tweet couple <laughs> mil. What's what's it between friends? Between friends, oh lord. Um. Yeah. Anyways, that's uh. You know, headlining topics. Um. Pivot. Have you uh? Have you anything on your list of topics? Uh. So um. The one thing I wanted to discuss, and we, we brought it up earlier, was uh, uh, this was a couple weeks ago. This, this, I have two, but I'll stick to this one because it's um, it's better. So there's apropos, uh, as they say. We we were talking about uh, the four horsemen of relationships. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I think his name is John Gottman. Mm-hmm. Um. And I I don't want to say I realize, but I. I'm fairly certain we've discussed this in the past in like I want to say earlier episodes. Um, so it was like hazy in in my mind, but as you started describing it more, I was like, oh yeah. yes, I know what you're talking about. So so yeah, sorry, John John. Gottman. I feel like it's Gottman. So if you you can go to the Gottman Institute, Gottman.com, and you can look this stuff up for yourselves. Um, mm-hmm. But my my understanding is that this this gentleman was a, a relationship therapist or a psychologist or something um mm-hmm. and over the course of hundreds and hundreds of interviews with couples and therapy and counseling um mm-hmm. he he developed what he called the four horsemen of relationships or the four horsemen of divorce so in the in the in the new testament of the bible they were the four horsemen of the apocalypse it's a metaphor depicting the end of times uh, they describe conquest, war, hunger, and death. Uh, we use this metaphor to describe communication styles uh, that can... So they're using the four horsemen metaphor to predict communication styles... Uh, sorry. To describe communication styles that may predict the end of a relationship. Dun, dun, dun. I see. So the first horseman is criticism. Okay. Criticizing your partner is different than offering a critique or voicing a complaint. The latter two are about specific issues, whereas the former is an ad hominem attack. So oh. rather than talking about a thing, you bring it back to the person. So you blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So a complaint could be, I was scared when you were running late and didn't call me. I thought we had agreed that we would do that for each other. That's a complaint. Mm-hmm. Criticism is you never think about how your behavior is affecting other people. I don't believe you are that forgetful. You're just selfish. You never think of others. You never think of me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And you realize. I hear words like this, and I just. <laughs> Sorry, bringing it back to me. <laughs> um, when I hear things like this, I can't imagine voicing those sentences to Jordan. Well, the, the problem is. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can't. What is that? How is that helpful? How is that going to make the other person feel better? What what is, what is the benefit in doing something like that, right? There there is no benefit in speaking that way, um, mm-hmm. and and realistically, it, it it in my opinion, it comes down to how that individual was raised and the relationships mm-hmm. that person saw throughout their life, and it kind mm-hmm. of circles back to what we we're talking about about healthy role models. Mm-hmm. Um, if yes. if you grow up and and you've never seen people 
constructively disagree with each other, even if it's heated, even if it's impassioned, um, you're never going to know how to do it. You're never going to know problem solving. You're never going to know conflict resolution. Uh, and and it, those people also are very bad at being vulnerable with other people. And mm-hmm. so you compound that with a relationship where the expectation is you, you share your vulnerability, you, mm-hmm. you, you show your weaknesses to your partner, um, and then you get things like criticism. Right. If that's what you get in return, then that is going to shut. Like, that's going to cause that person to shut down. Yeah. Um, if not worse, but like. Oh, well, yeah. And, and you, 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 you right? nailed it on the head. Cause, and you'll see why in yeah. a second. Oh, okay. If you find that you and your partner are critical of each other, don't assume your relationship is doomed to fail. The problem with criticism is that when it becomes pervasive, it paves the way for the other far deadlier horsemen to follow. So it's like a gateway drug to bad communications, bad, <laughs> bad relationship habits. I was going to say it's like it's um, uh, a little bit like oh, frig. Scrooge. Mm. The story of Scrooge and like the the uh, past present the the ghosts of past present future coming to visit yeah. you know like one and then the other and then the other and it's compound anyways yes sorry yeah and Go and on. and what it does is it opens the door um you know like it's the sliding scale if I let you do this then okay. then this becomes normal and this becomes normal and you know you are only here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's it it it. A slow boil. It's a slow boil. Yeah, and yeah. When b- before the water was was just sitting in the pot, and now it's boiling over, and you had no idea how it got there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the the second horseman is contempt. When we communicate in this state, we are truly mean. We treat others with disrespect, mock them with sarcasm, ridicule, call them names, and mimic or use body language such as eye rolling or scoffing. The target of contempt is made to feel despised and worthless. This goes beyond criticism. Well, criticism attacks your partner's character. Contempt assumes a position of moral superiority over them. Ooh. So now you're saying you're a better person than they are. Uh, most importantly, contempt is the single greatest predictor of divorce. It must be eliminated. Interesting. Okay. The third horseman is defensiveness. Yes. And is typically a response to criticism. We've all been defensive, and this horseman is nearly omnipresent when relationships are on the rocks. When we feel unjustly mm-hmm. accused, we fish for excuses and play the innocent victim so that our partner will back off. This strategy is almost never successful. Our excuses just tell our partner that we don't take their concerns seriously and that we won't take responsibility for our actions. The question, did you call Betty and Ralph to let them know that we're not coming tonight as you promised this morning? Defensive response. I was just too darn busy today. As a matter of fact, you know just how busy my schedule was. Why didn't you just do it? Like, yeah, a better response would have been, oops, I forgot. I should have asked you this morning to do it because I knew my day would be packed. That's my fault. Let me call them right now. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth one is, sorry? I, I feel like, sorry, the, the, the response that they provide in that example is interesting because you're also being accountable. Yes. And I think that that's a big... It ties into to the entire. Well, and know. I think in any in any exchange where someone has dropped the ball, mm-hmm. it's no one cares mm-hmm. if you if you just take ownership. Oh shoot, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. 
my bad. I'll do that right. And I do this with Cassie all the time. Hey, she's mm-hmm. like, hey, did you send? Did you did you text your dad? I do this all the time. Yeah, you know, she's super super uh, defensive with me. <laughs> I I. But creating the defensive response helps again helps no one, right? No, exactly. Because as the person offering a defensive response, it would I, I would assume that you don't feel better uh, being defensive. Right, because because you're not owning up to your own stuff, and then the person receiving the defensive response doesn't feel better about hearing it because then they're like, "Well, I just feel like a shitty asshole." Yeah, now, now I feel bad for bringing it up. Yeah, yeah. and it's like uh, we just I I just want to create a solution. So uh, yeah, sorry. No, I I agree. I and and yeah. and this is I guess something I'm good at is just. Even the little things, it's just, hey, yeah, no, my bad, I totally forgot. Like the other day, Cassie came in. That's important, I, yeah. She had the dishwasher ready to go. I went upstairs, and I thought she'd already turned it on because was, it was mm-hmm. pretty late that night. Um, and when I woke up the next morning, I didn't, I didn't turn it on because mm-hmm. I thought it was already going. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I could have been like, well, you, you plugged it in and you, you connected it, but you didn't turn it on. Why would you, like... That's not my fault. It's your fault. Why didn't you yeah. do that? And I, yeah. I, I was like, <clears throat> I thought you turned it on. I'm sorry. I didn't check. I just assumed. And uh, mm-hmm. anyway, it was no big deal. She, That's an excellent example. Yeah, she didn't care. She just right. she was just pointing it out. And I could have got defensive, but I didn't have to. Right. Yeah. Uh, the fourth horseman is stonewalling. And I think this is the one you were alluding, alluding to earlier. It's mm-hmm. usually oh okay when you shut down. Yes, it's okay. usually response to contempt. This occurs when the listener yeah. withdraws from the interaction, shuts down, and simply stops responding to the partner. Rather than confronting the issues with their partner, people who stonewall can make evasive maneuvers such as tuning out, turning away, acting busy, or engaging in obsessive or distracting behaviors. It takes mm-hmm. time for the negativity created by the first three horsemen to become overwhelming enough that stonewalling becomes an understandable out. But when it does, it frequently becomes a bad habit. Unfortunately, stonewalling isn't easy to stop. It's a result of feeling physiologically flooded. And when we stonewall, we may not even be in a physiological state where we can discuss things rationally. And those are the uh, those are the four horsemen of of relationships. D I V O R C E. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Don't criticize. Don't be contemptuous. Don't get defensive. And I don't know if it's don't. It's what can we do in lieu? Well, yeah, that means don't. Yeah, but we want to give the listeners a positive. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, right, what right, What can right. we do instead of just, instead of not doing? Because I feel like it uh, makes it seem like there's inaction. Um, I have the antidotes. Okay. Do tell. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. The four horsemen and how to stop them with their antidotes. I will. Okay. There's a PDF here that I will download. And, and, Whoa. And, and it will go to our social media manager. Maybe we should attach that. Yeah, I was going to say let's attach that to our. Um, that, that'll be on the socials. Episode. On the socials. Social media manager. Man. That's a title. I wonder if that'll go to her phone. It should go to her resume. Okay, so this title. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, it, it will. <laughs> Social media manager for a very, very small podcast. 
Okay, so criticism, okay. Um, verbally attacking personality or character. Uh, so the antidote is gentle startup. Talk about your feelings using I statements and express a positive need. Mm, okay. Yeah, so instead of saying you never... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, this a uh, good example. I could tell, like, so one of my uh, love languages is, is physical mm-hmm. touch or, or, or words of affirmation. Instead of saying you never, you never show me love, I can be like, "Hey, I really appreciate when you scratch my back like that, or you squeeze my shoulder when you walk by. Mm. Thanks for doing that. That made, that made me feel loved." And I say that mm-hmm. stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, the f- second one, contempt, attacking sense of self with an insult. Sorry, attacking sense of self with an intent to insult or abuse. Build culture of appreciation. Remind yourself of your partner's positive qualities and find gratitude for positive actions. Um, I don't want to say we have a perfect relationship, but it's starting to sound like we do. Because uh, we do this all the time. <laughs> it's definitely possible that it is. Like, Whoa. <laughs> like I, I slept in late this morning because because um, I was up sick last night and, and Olivia... I was going to say because uh, the toilet was your friend yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was really dicey. Which way are we going? But, um, right. Uh, Cassie took out... The, the suspense. Cassie took out the garbage to the curb for me this morning and I just... Ooh. I noticed it, and I said, hey, thank you very much for doing that. I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we do that all the time. We thank each other for the little things, and I think it goes a long way. And I know you That's guys important. are very similar. That's important, yeah. Uh, Jordan more than me. <laughs> the, the third one is defensiveness, so victimizing yourself to ward off a perceived attack and reverse the blame. And we talked about okay. this already. That's it. Take responsibility. Right. Accept yeah. your partner's perspective and offer an apology for, for any wrongdoing. Yeah. And I think this one's I think that that's important. Sorry, sorry. Uh, hold that. Yeah. Um, in life, I feel like that's good advice because it spills out beyond your relationship. If you're able to take accountability for your actions in all the facets of your life, I think you'll feel a lot more um, like not enjoyment. Uh, satisfaction right, from life. Right, right. Uh, because if if you're constantly blaming exterior sources or finding excuses or uh, just n- not able to say, hey, my bad, uh, you know, I, I think you're going to be the victim of so many other things. So I feel like if if that's something that you can take away from this episode you know take accountability um it's important in 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 all relationships in all situations um don't be that guy yeah don't be that person a person but you know all of these things i think are great ways to because every interaction is is a relationship Mm -hmm. you're always dealing with people yeah um that's kind of why i was joking earlier about being in a relationship with this new friend no i agree with you 100 (laughs) percent yeah um yeah because friendships are relationships they're just a different category yeah different kind um but it's still work and it's still effort and you still have to be Mm -hmm. uh considerate of another person Mm -hmm. the thing i like about this take responsibility one too is in almost any interaction it immediately diffuses any tension right so you want to you want to be a problem solver a conflict resoluter resolver resolutionist um <laughs> do you take responsibility and there's revolutionist because yeah, i think okay. i think like our 
the one of the problems could be when you get defensive is yeah. you're attributing uh, more value to the problem than there is. They brought something mm-hmm. up. They want to have a conversation. It needs to be addressed, but there's nothing personal. There's no mm-hmm. attack. You just perceive it that way. If you take responsibility, mm-hmm. you'll realize that they've got a million other things on their plate that they're thinking about, and they can put this mm-hmm. behind you, and you guys can grow in mm-hmm. whatever kind of relationship you have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the the criticism, contempt, and defensiveness are usually about the person who's causing the problems in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, the stonewalling is the other person's response, who's being criticized, who's being made, mm-hmm. who's the contempt is being directed at, and and who's dealing with the defensiveness. So stonewalling is withdrawing to avoid conflict and convey disapproval, distance, and separation. Actually, mm-hmm. I take back what I said. That could be anyone in the relationship. Um, <laughs> could be anyone. Physiological self-soothing. Take a break and spend that time doing something soothing and distracting. Um, that's a, to me, that seems a little, a little light. I think you probably need some outside help if you're at the stonewalling stage. You mm-hmm. probably need to go sit down with your partner, with a, with a, uh, a counselor, social worker, therapist, whatever. And a mediator, yeah. someone to help, help break down the language structures that have been unhelpful and and learn to communicate with each other again and and get back Mm -hmm. to the things that made you love each other but um Mm -hmm. um i was gonna say like if a person's being stonewalled and instead of being able to receive a response from their partner they just walk away and go do something else instead like (coughs) that's i think perceived as just about the same Mm -hmm. thing no. Well, and I was thinking about so this. I feel like if 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 I was like trying to have a conversation, say with Jordan, and then he gets up and walks away because he's like, "Well, I need to go process this by myself in another room." I feel like the precursor to all this would be like, "Hey, I'm not in a position to have this conversation right now, and I want to, but I need a bit of space first. I think you you want to have a little bit of communicado. Just a little dialogue. Right? Just to let you know, hey, yeah, Roger, super important like maybe, to me too, but I need to process yeah. this. I need a bit yeah, more Yeah, and maybe there's like a safe word that people can come up with in their relationships uh, individually that applies, that explains that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you say hot potato, for example, be like, okay then you guys both have an understanding of what that means. And it's like, I'm walking away to go do, what did they say? Something constructive or physiological self soothing. Oh, okay. So maybe you go on a walk or whatever. Um, Detached from the situation. Yeah. We we actually do have a safe word. Preface it. Don't, don't just, don't just walk away. Cause that, that could be another part of the problem. And we we actually have a safe word that that we use. Um, yes. And it, it's it's an easy one. It's it's, and then we walk away. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. So, I think I think though that's uh, a good idea. Is just communicating to the person first. that yeah. <laughs> that you're not ignoring them. Because for example, in our relationship, Cassie's that person. Mm-hmm. She needs the time and space to process what's going on. If mm-hmm. we're in a fight. She mm-hmm. can't be in the room with me. She needs to go do something to distract herself. Now, 
that's not stonewalling because we we address it after the fact once mm-hmm. once the emotion has gone away from the situation um mm-hmm. uh, and i'm sure you know over the, the course of the years we we've all exhibited some of these um mm-hmm. but i don't think i think the point to note is that these these four horsemen become a pervasive part of how you communicate with each other it's it's a constant yeah cycle it, it's of, it's yeah. not uh you know when you're super mad or um you're exhausted or it's been a long week or whatever it's that's the only way you communicate is those mm-hmm. ways um mm-hmm. or or it's it's the it's the rule rather than the exception i think most mm-hmm. of us fall into the defensive or the critical trap every now and again where we can stonewall um that's no problem but, mm-hmm. uh, just for our listeners out there i am very qualified to speak on this so you yeah. should listen to me <laughs> but my thoughts are from my my, my, own, my own my own experience is that it's it's not the, the it's not the harbinger of divorce when these things mm-hmm. do happen it is a mm-hmm. problem when it's how you communicate regularly yeah <clears throat> yeah and I feel like I, I don't have any uh, professional knowledge um but yeah, I feel like all those things are kind of, uh, what's the word? I don't want to say common sense because that's not necessarily true. But like you said, if, if you've ever seen good behavior modeled and bad behavior modeled, it's pretty clear uh, to identify what the good positive behavior is. What's healthy and what's not. And, you know, s- strive for that. <clears throat> and if you find yourself in a situation where... Um, things are, um, in an, I feel like all those horsemen are in, are negatives. So if you find yourself in those sort of negative situations, try and use the, um, what did you call them? The antidotes. The the antidotes. Yeah. Yeah. Try and use some of the antidotes and as much as, you know, it's not going to, it's not an overnight thing. Um, it will take time, yeah. I think. But, uh, yeah, there's also professional therapy, I feel like. There's so many options now, too, for people. So if anybody's listening to this and they're like, hey, I relate, there's there's help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm thinking, though, that that's probably enough for tonight. Yeah, I don't think yeah any more topics will 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 be cut either cut short or uh, prove to make this podcast way too long. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, thank you everyone for listening. Um, yeah, any final notes, Colin? Uh, yeah, just uh, maybe take a look and see uh, if you've got any room to improve in your communication style. And mm-hmm. uh, oh, there was something we we wanted people to. Oh, yeah. If you know anything about hostile takeovers, let us know. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) From the inexperience. (laughs) Awesome. We'll see everyone next week. Yeah. Have a great week. Bye.